0: Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about our church, visit therockonline.org. And now a message from The Rock of Gainesville. It's an honor to be lent this platform. Thank you, Pastor George. It's an honor to be in the house of the Lord. It's an honor to be in his presence. Amen. Um, Father, we just thank you for your word. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for your awesomeness. I personally thank you for the privileges that you've given me to be able to share the gospel, preach it, evangelize it, teach it, whatever. Thank you for what you're about to do today, this morning, in this house. Thank you for what you already prepared before I even took the platform. Awesome. Pastor George says, which is a truth, no man, and let no man be glorified but you, Lord. I glorify you today for what you are about to do. I glorify you for what you already done. I glorify you for what you already do in our lives daily. And I thank you for your awesomeness. Thank you for so many things. I thank you for this body of believers. I thank you, and I take the opportunity right off the bat to lift up every family before your presence today, every man in this house today, every businessman in this house today, Every woman in the house today, every young person and the children that are in Sunday school and back there playing and drawing and doing whatever, I lift this house before the Lord. Your difficulties, your situations, your fights, your this and your that, I lift it up before the Lord and I declare victory today. I declare victory today in Jesus' mighty name. And He said, It is done. It is done. That's an awesome statement. <laughs> and so, amen. It's so good to be home. We consider this our, 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 our home. And uh, yes, we've been, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know how many days we've been here, just a few days, right, Jessica? My, my wife, please stand up. For those of you that don't know her, that's Mama Jessica. <laughs> Turn around. Paquete de la gente. That's the one that does this all the time. I think that Pastor Suzanne does the same thing. I'm not even gonna look at the clock. And, and don't start the clock yet, I haven't started preaching yet. It's just the introduction. Somebody say amen. <laughs> all right, anyways, I won't keep you long. But we've been, we've been on the mountain for over a year. We have not been home for over one year, and it has been trying. Let me just share this with you real quick. Uh, I'll be turning 64 next month. I know it doesn't look like it. (laughs) But anyways, (laughs) uh, but in my 63 years, I have never witnessed what I have witnessed in the last year. I have never seen such a thing in the world that I live in. And I have seen some things. I have traveled to lands and met different people. I've been in the military and seen some things. And in the streets, I get my university degrees from the street. Amen. Hello, somebody. Uh, that's where my degrees are from. <laughs> Anyways, uh, 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 so I've seen some stuff. But uh, I have never seen in my 63 years every nation, every government, every people, every race, every color, the rich, the middle class, and the poor. The economics of a world anchored as never before in the history of humanity. And I had to ask God, I had to say first, wow, but what is going on? And he says, the time is short. The time is near. And if there was a time to focus, if there was a time to raise yourself up as the body of Christ and preach the gospel, there's never a time like this. Coronavirus hit Honduras. And uh, uh, as Pastor George says, we feed 110 people a day. That's 300 and so many meals a day. And I don't know how many people I know. If you put the, the uh, Brantley and the Cologne family together, that's a big clan. Amen, somebody? I mean, they got lots of babies, and there's a lot of babies in this house since I've known it. Man, they're always popping out every month, there's a baby. Uh, so. But to feed 100 people a day in the middle of a, 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 a uh, quarantine, we were not allowed to circulate. You get arrested. They put the military on the street. Very serious thing. Supermarkets were almost empty of food. There was nothing to buy in, in, in certain dimensions and platforms. And and yet I tell you I dare say today God is still God. He is God in heaven and God in earth and God in the universe. And I'm wondering, how did I pay my bills? There were people committing suicide because they lost everything. Their money ran out. They weren't able to buy food. There were families that ate one meal a day, others two meals a day. And our hundred people on the mountain ate three meals, solid meals, godly meals a day. I get a phone call every month from a guy who said, Jimmy, you need some rice. Sure, why not? He sent us seven sacks of rice every month during the coronavirus, during the quarantine. Another friend called me, 4.30 in the morning usually. "Uh, What are you doing? "Uh, Just hanging out, you know, with Mama Jessica here, having some coffee, you know. It's 4.30 in the morning, by the way. You know, and he says, hey, send the car out to the highway. My truck is going by. I sent you 250 pounds of tilapia fish. Every month he would send us fish. Our children ate fried fish, baked fish. We would cut the heads off, and the next day we would eat soup head fish or whatever you call it here. I don't know. Another friend of mine sent us thousands of tomatoes a month. Thousands. We had chopped tomatoes, fried tomatoes, cooked tomatoes, baked tomatoes, sliced tomatoes, sauce tomatoes. I don't want to see another tomato for a long time. Our freezers are full of tomato sauce. Hello, somebody. Another friend sent us cheese every month, beans every month. The last guy called me up, and he said, hey, I'm so-and-so, don't know you, but God spoke to me. I I have 100 pounds of coffee that God said to give you every single month. How do you want it toasted? Well, I said, my kids like it real strong, you know, because our kids are like, you know, wow. Somebody say, wow. (laughs) So anyways, i got to speak real fast here because... a lot to say in such a short time but the Lord is good he fed us, our storehouses were full, how can you argue with that, in the midst of a crisis, in the midst of quarantine in the midst of uh, escasez how do you say that in English Uh, lack thank you, (laughs) forgetting my English, in the midst of lack God lacks not God lacks not He feeds his people. He'll feed your family. He has come today. I I am a, a messenger. I have come today not to preach a message. Let me tell you something. Pastor George invited me one year ago to come and speak here. One year ago, and the coronavirus hit, and I was anchored in Honduras. The Lord gave me this word one year ago, and he said, Speak this word and loose this word. I had not known that it would be a year later, but here we are a year later, and the word is still fresh. If you have a little bit of patience, let me just share with you real quickly. I'm encouraged today in my spirit. Why? Because God is so good. Not only is he good, he's faithful, he's merciful, he's just, he is a loving God. Hello, somebody. He's kind, he's a provider, a way maker. He'll make a way where there is no way. He's a deliverer, a healer. I did not come today to stir somebody's emotion. I came to stir your fire today. To stir your faith today, your hope and your trust in God. I'm here to tell somebody. I don't know who you are. Welcome all those two, <laughs> looking in the television and the internet or whatever, and God bless you today, welcome into this temple. What a beautiful day it is. Yeah, really. I'm here to tell somebody, don't throw in the towel just yet. Amen. Though it may appear that all hope is gone, that everyone else is finishing the race without you, and you may feel hopeless. Somebody say, hopeless. hopeless. Let me tell you something. It is not over until God says amen. And if he has not said amen, it is not over. Don't give up yet. I want to talk to you about a word called hopelessness. Everybody say hopelessness. hopelessness. Those of you who are watching from your living rooms, hopelessness. It's an awful feeling. When people feel hopeless, they become sad and depressed, demoralized, despondent and often desperate. The future seems dark and bleak, offering no sign of light whatsoever. Hopeless people feel as if they are in a no-win situation, in an unchanging and unsolvable crisis. Anybody ever feel like that? I felt like that just recently, because after the coronavirus and the quarantine and everything, uh, 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 my passport expired. And I didn't realize it. And I went to the embassy, and I paid my hundred and some dollars to get my 10-year passport. And before I'm walking out the door, they called me back. And I went back to the window, and the lady tells me, your passport has been sent to administrative review. I'm like, "Uh, uh, what is administrative review? Can you explain that? No, she could not explain that. She just said it's under administrative review. Right off the bat, you know the devil. How many know the devil? What he's capable of doing? And he begins to throw darts into my emotions and into my mind. My gosh, I'm going to be arrested and go to jail or something. Administrative review. And I was caught in a hopeless moment. For 30 days, I couldn't sleep I was in a weird mood, a bad mood. I called Pastor George one day and he said such and such a thing. And he's just laughing. Oh, Jimmy, you live on, the, if you're going to be a prisoner somewhere, you might as well be a prisoner on that beautiful mountain you live on with all that acreage to walk on and your cook and everything. And he just started going on and on and on. And I'm like, he's so right. And God is so awesome. And then when I could travel, I don't have a passport. I'm held prisoner in Honduras. And I began to call the embassy and write them things. I am an American citizen. It is my constitutional right to bear a passport. Where is my passport? And God is just cracking up. Amen? He's just cracking up. Oh, Jimmy. Jimmy. Jimmy, 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 Jimmy. Don't forget what I'm capable of. Anyways, my passport was given to me three months later, and here we are. (laughs) Somebody bring me some water, please, thank you. Hopeless situation. Our message today is about something that happened to the Jewish people. A spirit of hopelessness, thank you, Daniela. Gracias a spirit of hopelessness gripped the jewish exiles being held captive in babylon the babylonians had totally destroyed their nation including jerusalem and the temple and devastated their land and before that a few years before that the syrians massacred a great number of jewish people in a valley Now the people were scattered throughout the lands. It was as if they were dead as a people, as though there was nothing more than dry bones. They thought that their situation was utterly hopeless. Anybody ever felt like that? But that is not what God thought. The Lord's thoughts are not man's thoughts. He saw no reason for his people to feel hopeless, for he possessed the power to conquer any of their enemies and whatever difficulties that they were going through to deliver them in their distressing situation. This passage that I want to share with you this morning is amazing. It's an amazing message of hope that all who feel hopeless or anchored in it, God gives two signs and he demonstrates his power to meet the needs of his people. Bear with me just a moment. There are many people today who want to quit for various different reasons, various different difficulties due to the various trials in their lives. However, God has a prophetic word for this house today. A prophetic word. Everybody say a prophetic word. He has a prophetic word for you today. And I promise you, you will not be the same when you leave this room. I want to talk to somebody who has a difficult situation. You who are watching at home, you have a difficult situation because of what has happened in the last year. I want to talk to somebody that's fighting and going through a moment. Anybody going through a moment? Amen. Anybody need an answer today? Can I see some hands? I need an answer. I'm bold. I always need an answer. Difficult because of what your circumstances are saying. What are the circumstances saying today? Unemployment, debt, depression, disease, abandonment, sickness, abuse, tragedy, weakness, rejection, bad relationships, disability, discriminations, temptations, addictions, bad habits, fear, anger. Hello, somebody. I can hear the underworld yelling at us You are not qualified, you are not loved. Your God doesn't exist. And on and on and on the underworld, blah, 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 blah. You can't pay your bills. You can't save your marriage. Your children will never amount to anything. You can't stop your bad habits. You can't resist this and that. You can't stop this and that. You can't not shake your past failures. Your future is dark. Your life is a mistake. Blah, 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 blah. A hopeless situation does not mean that God is not at work for you right now. Doesn't mean that he's abandoned you. Just because things don't work out the way we expect, how we plan them, doesn't mean that God is not at work in your life today. No matter what the situation, no matter what the difficulty is saying, I can tell you that God is at work in your life at this very moment, in this very house, and there where you're watching in your television. Tell your neighbor, God's at work. Tell your neighbor, God's at work. Ezekiel's testimony of what he saw and what he heard is amazing. It's mind-blowing. There's a dialogue between God and the prophet Ezekiel. In the case of the valley of the dead, dry bones, let us read Ezekiel chapter 37, verses 1 through 14. Let me read. The hand of the Lord was upon me, and he brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones, and he led me around amongst them. And behold, there were very many, On the surface of the valley. And behold they were very dry. And he said to me. Son of man. Can these bones live? And I answered. He was. I don't know if you know what that means. But he was puckered up. And he was fearful. God is asking the prophet. Can these dead dry bones live? Now remember years before. The Syrians had killed many Jewish people. In this valley. There were skulls and bones scattered. Hundreds of thousands amongst thousands of hundreds of bones scattered in the valley. Oh, Lord God, you know. Then he said, how easy it is for one to say, oh, God, you know, right? (laughs) Then he said to me, prophesy over these bones and say to them, oh, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God to these bones. Behold, I will cause breath to enter you, and you shall live, and I will lay sinews upon you, and will cause flesh to come upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and you shall live, and you shall know that I am the Lord. For I, so I prophesied as I was commanded, and and as I prophesied, there was a sound. And behold, a rattling, and the bones came together, bone to its bone. And I looked, and behold, there were organs and flesh on them, and the flesh had come upon them, and the skin had covered them. But there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, thus saith the Lord God, who? 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 The Lord God, thus saith the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain, and that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived, and they stood on their feet, an exceedingly great army. Now, Wow, somebody say wow. wow. And, they see, and then he said to me, son of oh man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, I say our bones dried up and our hope is lost and whatever and you are indeed cut off. Therefore prophesying say to them, thus say the Lord God, behold, I will open your graves and raise you from your graves. Oh, my people, I will bring you into the land, and you shall know that I am the Lord. And when I open the graves and raise you out of your graves, all my people, and I will put my spirit within you, and you shall live, and I will place you in the, mm-hmm, then you shall know that I am the Lord, I have spoken, and I will do it, declares the Lord. This last verse, I have spoken, I've only come as a messenger today. To tell you what God is saying today. And here we'll close with I have spoken. And I will do it. Declares the Lord. Many of us have dreams. We have finances. We've lost our jobs and businesses because of coronavirus. We become anchored. People don't know and don't understand what to do. Your marriage is dry. Your children's future is on the line. And God says, I will open the graves of blessings. I will call out of the graves in the cemetery your health, your business, your finances, your dreams, the restoration of your marriage, the future of your children. I will call them out. Thus I say I have a great imagination. But the word I just read to you takes me to a place that is a graveyard. And that's where he took the prophet Ezekiel. It is a cemetery. Can you help me out over there, guys, and put on the first picture on the screen? Please. Now, see, I want to help you out because some people, you know, the the picture. Oh. (laughs) You said what? What they see here, I see there. So, I mean, I didn't see, I didn't see nothing there. Pastor George, got to on there. <laughs> Hello, somebody. So, I want to help out a brother today who has a low imagination. That picture speaks a thousand words. This is where God took the prophet Ezekiel. Hundreds of thousands of skulls and bones scattered throughout a valley. They've been there for years. It's a cemetery. The sun, the rain, the dust, the desert, the wind. Year after year, nothing but dead, dry bones. And God asks a question. Can they live? Everybody say cemetery. Say graveyard. graveyard. Tread dead bones everywhere. The symbolism is of a people whose hope has died and has been dead for a long time. The Jewish people, exiles in Babylonia. Their relatives had died years before. They were sad because their family members were massacred. They were depressed. They were anchored. They were captive in a land that wasn't their own. They lost hope. They wondered what will become of us. This is a situation where there is no future, just bones. Just, no body, no flesh, no organs, just bones. No sign of life, just bones. And the Lord asked Ezekiel a question that God is asking you today about your difficulties, about your life and your future and your destiny and about how you feel about your marriage and your children and your business and your finances. God is asking you today about your health, what you've lost. He's asking this same question. Can you live again? Can your marriage live again? Can your children have a future? Can your finances live again? Can your business ideas live again? Can the business that you lost live again? She's, she got it. Everybody say, or somebody say, Huh? Huh? Ezekiel looks at the bones. He sees no possibility of life. Ezekiel said, there seems to be no human solution for this hopeless situation. For they are very dry and dead. Ezekiel said, Lord, I don't know. I don't know. How many of you have said I don't know? I continue to say I don't know. But I know somebody who knows. His name is Jesus. His name is King of Kings and Lord of Lords. He knows. God knows something that we need to know. I need to know God because he knows what I don't know. I need to know something because I'm in the dark here. Hello, somebody. Why did he say that? Because Ezekiel knows that this is a situation that is out of human comprehension. It's an impossibility. But today, which Ezekiel didn't know then, because see, we got the New Testament. We got Jesus. And the word says, I can do all things in Christ who strengthens me. For we serve of God of possibilities. Hello, somebody. Lord, you know if it's going to work out for me, if it's going to get better. Hello, somebody. It's only God that knows if you are going to make it or not. I know. You don't know. But God knows. He knows. I need to know what he knows. I was in a hopeless just for a passport. And God is just cracking up for a passport. I'm in control, mijo. (laughs) For those who understood Spanish. (laughs) There are some situations and difficulties that we face today. In which human solutions will not work. Can't work. Doesn't work. The only thing that will work will be hearing. A word of the Lord. One word from God can change your circumstance. One word from God can change your life. The Lord is loosing a word today in this house. And he says to this house today, It is not over until I say it's over. It is not over until I say amen. He has not said amen. He has not said amen. When he says amen... It's a different story. Hello, somebody. Lazarus, remember Lazarus, his family and friends thought it was over when he died. But God hadn't said amen until he said amen. And he came out of the grave. Everyone thought it was over for Daniel when he was thrown into the lion's den. But God had not said amen until he said amen. And he walked out of the lion's den. And those lions became kitty cats licking his hand and kissing his face. Hello, somebody. King Nebuchadnezzar thought it would be over for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego when they were thrown into the furnace of fire. But God never said amen until he said amen. Even the soldiers who threw them from way up on top into the furnace pit, the word says they burnt and died from up top. Too bad they didn't have that God on their side. Job's wife. How many remember Job's wife? My gosh, what a woman anyways. <laughs> so not in a good way in this sense. Job's wife thought it was over for Job. She encouraged her husband to curse God and die. But the Lord didn't say Amen. He didn't say amen, and when he said amen, God tripled and quadrupled his blessings. He was more blessed than he was before. God has not said amen to this house. I've come here today to say he has not said amen yet. Ezekiel hears from God. Ezekiel receives instructions from God that he must prophesy. He must speak to these dead, dry bones. Ezekiel had to go down to the graveyard and tell those dead, dry bones that God said. Who said? Said what? It ain't over until I say amen. You may feel like throwing in the towel today. But God is not through. I know that some have lost hope. Some are anchored. Some are sad. Some are battling. Some are struggling. But God is not finished with us yet. He's not finished with you yet. Ezekiel had to go down to the valley of the shadow of death and tell death that the breath of God will enter them. Put the picture back up, please. Thank you. Verses 7 and 8. Dejame ver aqui in my Bible. Um, so I pros- prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied, there was a sound, and behold, a rattling. Verse 7, I'm reading to you in verse 7. There was a sound and a rattling, and the bones came together, bone to its bone, change the picture. Now let me tell you something, that's just a picture, but there was a sound, as an earthquake, and the ground trembled. Can you imagine being Ezekiel in the midst of this? I would have, I'm looking for a hole to hide in (laughs) because the earth is going to suck me in. It was a sound that hurt his ears and the the land trembled and every bone came together. Every bone, I'm going to tell you something. This is not a story or pictures. This really happened. I'm going to close in a few minutes. And I'm going to just sum it up in a five-minute video. If, if you'll just be patient with me. And you'll understand even more. I've come armed today. All right. I'm armed and battle ready. Come on. God has a word for this house. And I looked and behold... <clears throat> there were sinews on them, which are organs and things, and the flesh had come upon them, and the skin had covered them, but there was no breath in them. Hello, somebody. <laughs> Ezekiel went down into the death, into the valley of the shadow of death, to tell death that God's breath would enter them. Transformation and restoration start by hearing the word of God first, and then speaking the word of God. So what did Ezekiel do? He heard the word. Go back. Back, 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 back. Back. There you go. One second, we'll get there. That is amazing. Hundreds of thousands of skulls in a valley as far as the eye could see. And Ezekiel's in the midst of it. There's no human way That this could happen. Only in the movies. Only in the movies. Amen? Amen. Only in the movies. Excuse me. God ain't got nothing to do with movies. He is Alpha Omega beginning and end. He who was, is, and will always be. He is life. He is breath. He is blessings. He is hope. He is the healer. And this is the beginning of the process. that brings hopelessness to life. You may be in a situation that looks hopeless. It may look like the end is near, and it's time to give up. It may look as if you've lost. Well, it doesn't matter what it looks like. Amen? The final outcome is when God says, amen. And he prophesied, and look what happened. Change the picture. And all of a sudden, organs came upon these skulls and bones. Flesh came on them. Verse 7 and 8 says, and I looked, and I saw, and I heard. He heard, he saw, he looked, and this happened. Verse 10, I love verse 10. The prophet Ezekiel said even before verse 10 and verse 9, Lord, that's amazing, Lord. Wow, Lord. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, Lord. But then he looked and he said, there is no spirit in them. There's no breath in them. And God says, Ezekiel. (laughs) Ezekiel. I told you to prophesy. Speak to the four winds. And he spoke to the four winds and he prophesied. And breath came into them. And it says in verse 10, So I prophesied as God commanded me. And breath came into them. And they lived and they stood on their feet. As an exceedingly great army change picture. They stood on their feet. This is the word of God. This is what the Bible says. This is what God's word says. There stood up an exceedingly great military force. Somebody say something. Help me out here. Somebody talk to me. Your breakthrough comes when you begin to hear the word of God. Hello, somebody. Faith comes by hearing and hearing what? The word of God. Let me ask you a question. I want to ask everybody and those looking in the television. Who is speaking to your circumstance? Who is speaking to your marriage and your children's future, your finances, your jobs, your businesses? Who is speaking? Who is talking to your circumstances? Which report are you going to believe? the doctors, the psychologists, the bankers, the neighbors, the neighbor's dogs. Whose report are you going to hear? People listen to the neighbor's dogs. They sometimes have a better opinion than their owners. Amen? I'm closing. So what do we have to do? We have to hear from God. Touch your neighbor and tell them you got to hear from God. If you're going to be fruitful, if your marriage is going to live, if your children are going to have a future, destiny, success, if you're going to, if you want, if you need something, if you need to be restored in your health, you have to obey God's words. Words have power. So let me give you a piece of advice this morning. Speak the word. Prophesy the word. Declare the word. Stand on the word. One word from God can change everything about who you are. One word from God. And God said to Ezekiel, can these bones live, Ezekiel? Can these people live again? It was a graveyard, a cemetery. All he did was listen to God. What did he listen to? Well, God said, tell them this. So what is God telling you today? Do this and do that. Don't go there, but come over here. Pray this way and not that way. Hello, somebody. That's all he's saying. Dry bones have ears if only you can prophesy to them. Maybe you've never heard this before, but dry bones have ears, only if you can speak God's word. Mountains have ears, if only you can command. Debt has ears. Sickness has ears. Disease has ears. My dry, dead marriage has ears. My cancer has ears. If you can only speak to them. I was here five years ago battling cancer. All of you who know and those who don't know. And I was in the cancer center. Ready to get my first treatment of chemo and radiotherapy. And all that stuff. They had made my mask for me. And everything. And I heard a word from the Lord. And he spoke to me. And he said, I have healed you already because of your attitude and your conduct. I made the mistake of telling Mama Jessica because that Latin woman I'm married to, she just started snapping her finger and said, get up, you know, and we're out of here. And we created a scandal in the Shams Cancer Clinic that to this day, we're not very popular there, okay? They told me of everything I was gonna, I, I've been cancer free for six years. So, in closing, (laughs) let me give you some advice, my dear brothers and sisters, whom I love so much. Some of you I don't know. It's such a pleasure to meet you today. I'm your brother from another mother, in case you didn't know. God says it's time to prophesy to your difficulty. It's time to speak my word to your difficulties. Because they respond to prophecy. Every situation and every circumstance has ears. And they are capable of responding to prophecy. What you cannot see has ears. What you cannot feel and touch has ears. They have ears. All you got to do is speak. God, in the beginning, created the heavens and the earth. For the earth was void and without form. And God said... Let there be light. And there was light. All he did was speak. We in this house are of the I am family. He is the great I am. We are the little I am's. But it's just the same. You know, hello somebody. Amen. Your difficulty awaits your instructions. Your circumstances awaits directions. The spirit of buying and selling in your life awaits your orders. If you fail to give your circumstances orders and nothing changes, that is not on God. It's on you. It's on you. God gave me a word. He said, I've healed you. I took that word and ran with it. He's given this church, this house, and those who are watching, he's given you a word today, a prophetic word, not just any word. I'm a messenger. I've come bearing good tidings. I've come to speak the word of the Lord. I didn't sit down and and write this all out. God spoke to me, and he said, speak this word to the house. So if you want to argue and wrestle with me, I'm the wrong guy. You're barking up the wrong tree. Hello, somebody. And as soon as Ezekiel prophesied, those bones began to sort themselves out. Amen? If you can speak to your situation, it will sort itself out. I speak to dead, dry bones this morning. I speak to things this morning. I speak to your situations and your difficulties this morning. It ain't over until God says it's over. I don't know what your future holds, but I stake this with complete certainty that I know who holds my future. I know who holds my blessings. I know who holds my health. I know who holds my future, my marriage and my children. I know where my salvation is. I know he fed of our people every day during quarantine. I want to thank everybody for seeding into us all these past year and when the hurricane hit Honduras. I thank you for your prayers and for the offering that this house sends us. We fed 15,000 people after the hurricane. We went into places <laughs> People lost everything. It was infected, and there was diseases everywhere. And God covered us. Whatever mask, you know it is what it is. If it's your time to go, you you die in your doggone bedroom, sneezing. <laughs> Coronavirus, your mama. I don't submit to lies and deceit. I don't submit to Satan. I don't submit to lies and corruption. The world will never be the same. The time is coming to a closing. Anyways. Weeping may last the night, Pastor George. Weeping. But in the morning, you will scream with joy. You will scream of joy. Weeping may last tonight, but in the morning, you will hear the sound of joy. Put on the video. And with this, I'll close out. If you'll just bear with me, it's okay, five minutes. Take a couple more minutes, then whatever. And I want to pray for everybody. Put on my video with this, esto we'll sum up everything I just been speaking. Just to reiterate. Durmio bien. <laughs> muy bien, gracias. In Spanish. Traje agua water. para que se lave el rostro. Te down. lo agradezco. You. Ustedes son maravillosos. Y ahora voy a preparar su desayuno. She just saying I'ma make you breakfast, Ezekiel. That's his wife. This really happened. God well, is trying to speak to us today. <coughs> he is the great I Am and this is an anointed house. We're so privileged to be here to worship and gather together under one name. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. Ezekiel's kind of caught off balance. It's in the midst of a valley. Speaks for itself. Impossible situation. Hijo del Son of man, ¿Acaso estos can these dead, dry bones live? Dios, mi señor. I don't know, Tú Lord. Lo it, ante estos huesos, don't you do. Se and God says, Ezekiel, prophesy to them. Prophesy my word. Secos. Dry bones. Listen to the words of the Lord, I will put my spirit and breathe into you, and you will live again. Husbands will come upon you. will flesh and bone and marrow you. will come upon and you. will and you. will live Because I am the and I speak to your future. I speak to your businesses today. I speak to your marriages. Look at such a thing. Only God can do something like that. been slaughtered there years before. And their wounds are closing up. God wants to close some wounds today. He wants to close. Lord, everything happened. As you said. But Lord, there's no spirit in them. Son of man, prophesy. Prophesy, son of man. Speak to the four winds. Oh and I will God wants to breathe on your marriage today. He wants to breathe on your children today. He wants to bring back a fresh spirit into your finances today, into your businesses today. Dios, nuestro señor come from the four winds and breathe into these dead dry bones so that they might live Hallelujah somebody Hallelujah somebody Hallelujah somebody and the breath of God wants to be loose today in this house wants to breathe into your situation today he wants to supply blood into your finances today into your future into your studies into your dreams young people give me five dude bro give me five my sister amen amen It's not over, people, until God says it's over. It is not over until God says so. Your marriage can live again. Your family can live again. A church can live again. A business can live again. Your dreams can live again. Hope can come back together. Why? Because it ain't over until God says amen. Dr. John, it's not over. God doesn't say amen. I speak to your taste buds, I speak to your saliva, I speak to your kidneys, in Jesus' mighty name, I call them out of the cemetery. I call your taste buds out of the grave. I call your future, I call your finances, I call your dreams out of the cemetery. They shall live again, they shall live again they shall live again. Your joy has been in the cemetery, in the graveyard. I call it out in Jesus' name. I call it out. The bone and the marrow of your husband, my brother, the pastor and father of this house. I call his health out of the graveyard. I call his restoration out of the graveyard in Jesus mighty name. It isn't over until God said so. He has not said amen. He has not said amen. Are you playing? <laughs> Keep fighting. Keep praying. Keep fasting keep pressing in, keep progressing, keep moving, because it ain't over until God says amen. He has not said amen. Yes, I'm still going through some things. Yes, but God didn't say amen. I still feel some pain, but God didn't say amen. It's not always easy. Hello, somebody. Yeah, but I, I feel bad. I feel like I feel sad, I feel like throwing up, I feel. God didn't say amen, and if he didn't say amen, it is not amen, it is not over. Cry all night, it's okay, you can cry. But in the morning, i prophesy this word, that joy will sound like a trumpet. In the morning, you will be filled with joy and victory. I declare victory to this house. I declare victory to you all who are watching. faithful and he is just. He is almighty and all powerful. I don't care what the doctors say. I don't care what the bankers say. I don't care what your neighbors say. They got ears too. Rebuke them. We become so soft in America believing everything we're told. Believing everything we're told. I don't have that luxury. I don't have that. Pastor Ron, you got that luxury? I don't have that luxury. I didn't have that luxury five years ago when I came here to battle cancer. I want to invite somebody. You've been struggling with your relationship with God and you don't know the Lord. If you'll just raise your hand where you are right there, I want to pray for you real quickly. And those who are watching my television, bless you on my left. Anybody else that says to me, Pastor Jimmy, can you pray for me? I want to open my heart I want to let the Lord in and all the junk out anybody else struggling young people you're struggling through your relationship with the Lord those of you who are watching by television just repeat this simple prayer with me Heavenly Father thank you for your word today I'm encouraged I understand that you really love me And that I can be forgiven and restored. For I opened my heart today to receive your Son Jesus into my spirit, into my life and mind and my soul, because I believe that He died for me. And on the third day, you breathed into Him, and He arose out of the grave for me and my family. So I want to thank you, Holy Spirit. I invite you to consume my very being and guide me through the rest of my life in the ways that the Lord would have me go. Amen. 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 Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about our church, visit therockonline.org.